Well, Helspeth the pyromancer came to Lagenhearth. We seem to have gotten into the habit of killing wizards. Now we have another one for the list. It's time for Dungeon Dads. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to the Dungeon Dads. Every war must end. As always, I'm your DM Tom Blaylock and I'm joined today, as ever, by Tim Carr playing Filnir Omajira, the warlock with a heart of gold. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And John Watson playing the wizard Ionis Silhavin. What's Stop up, John? Copying my abilities, man. <laughs> why, why you over channeling shit on me that's not right i'm supposed to be special over channel i shouldn't have called it over channel i should have called it something else like crazy charge <laughs> i was gonna say like like over channel plus <laughs> yeah <laughs> mgm plus over channel v2 <laughs> great to be here dude. and sam frank playing uh Schnobik the bastard what's up sam happy to be back here with you guys so good incredible fight incredible episode one of the funniest we've had in a while and should not have been um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and I, I will also say again for for our patreon subscribers depending on how much tim cut out Thanks for coming back and giving us another chance. <laughs> <laughs> giving us opportunity for this. Tim has still not listened or cut that episode. I have yet. no idea what Sam is talking about. I just sat down at the table. I mean, it would be a little weird if 97 episodes in, people were finally like, these guys are too much. But after that one, it might happen. It could happen. Um, Tell us with your words, not your dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Give us. <laughs> no, don't even give us those words. I don't think my fragile ego can handle it. Uh, <laughs> just, just let it peter it. out with us. <laughs> Stay subscribed, or we'll do it again. Yeah. Um. So, so that was sort of an opposite marketing. Right. That's a, yeah. That's the opposite. more like hostage taking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I think we're going to do today. Um, You all have, um, your building has been destroyed. All of the items in there are ruined. Um, But you're alive. The town is recovering. Um, The dwarves have procured all the materials now and have been building the, uh, you know, Lake and Hearth Part Two, uh, half a mile up the lake front, that is going very well. Um, two Lake and two Hearth, two Lake and two Hearth, yeah. And uh, but so so you're in this interesting situation where I think you have the headspace to do some recovery. You do know that Havis Corvair is a danger and is recently defeated. Um, you don't really know what's going on with him there, but you've got, as far as I see it, three pretty big 
dangling issues. Havis Corvair is still a problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> you got <laughs> what is it, Sam? <laughs> you're addressing three guys and you're like you you've still got three big dangling issues <laughs> yeah that's yeah, true <laughs> well, nice um, of you to say so yeah. yeah so so havis corvair is still out there and is still at the very minimum planning nefarious things with the valley you've got florin gershon who is on a psychopathic he's on the lamb lamb, uh you know tear as far as you know though he has only been dangerous to you three right like um except uh, that he brought helspeth in and she killed a whole bunch of people he brought helspeth in we talked a little bit about this though um on the on the bonus after 96 is that you know she is a known quantity to this town she has been something they feared, but also something that a a person that has helped them along the hundreds of years of its existence. She's been around as long as they have sort of memory, like um, uh, organizational memory of this town and this community. You are the interlopers, not her in this case. Um, that said, the vast majority of the Lake and Harthers seem to support you all and not the flying off, um, you know, teenager who has just invited a pyromancer to kill three people who he could not kill on his own. Right. Like that is and and some of them knew that Ionis is the reason why his parents are dead. And we're okay with it because they say war is shitty. And like we have constantly, people in this town have fought against each other on the battlefield. Like we move on because we are a town built by mercenaries. And that's just what we do. And he is not, he is not bought into the town ethos, clearly. Right. So Florence out there. And in a related matter, you have the Grumsh, who is this sort of force of chaos out in the valley. Um, and you kind of need those two things together. You need the Godstone to handle Grumsh. All three of you have your own issues <laughs> that you have <laughs> knots that you want to tie. But as far as I can see, these are the three big, these are the three We're not big... tying knots in our issues, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much they're dangling. You want to circle up. You know, you want to create the loop, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so so I am I am willing to sort of hand over the reins a little bit to you three to tell me what it is you want to do. If you want to rest, like all of those things, it's that there's nothing that is pressing that someone's gonna show up and slice your throats right now you're fairly safe you have just defeated one of the most powerful beings in this uh, plane well I think after letting out Cutch and Sweet Lion and showing him Lake and Hearth and and trying to get him settled I forgot uh, about Cutch yeah 
I realize that I've brought, you know, I bring him outside and I show him, I show him the Breen Valley because I see a, a bit of myself in him, right? He and I are, were both sheltered and mm-hmm. now find ourselves free of our responsibilities out in the, out in the real world, let's say, quote unquote. Um, and I realize he knows that you were actually fated to be king of, of, uh, Hark city. He like powers were working to, to kill him and put you in power. And he knows that he, he mentioned that he was surprised that I was the one that saved him. Yeah. But at, at this point I, I just, I'm trying to, uh, he, he is a fish out of water. He has no idea what's going on. And I've got to, I've, I've got to take responsibility for him. Um, but as we come outside, I realize our house is burned down. <laughs> so <laughs> I have nowhere to really take him. So I, Ionis is going to, Ionis is going to take Florence library because it's Florence stuff. He attacked and at any moment, could come back if he has a secret spot in this library. And I almost feels like he, we should commandeer this place and really explore it. Find out what's there. Tear it up, tear it up. Just find out if there's teleportation circles. I'm sure there are beds there. We can get other things moved there, but we should, Ionis is going to want to set up shop in Florence Um, library. No offense, but I'm never sleeping within a hundred feet of either of you two ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you, you might be you might be right, Shinobik. Uh, you you being on the outside was a great benefit to us. Fenrir, I don't expect you to follow this plan either. I just I feel as if Florn doesn't have a place to come back to. Then it, that leaves him less likely to get the jump on us. I agree. We should make sure he doesn't have anything hidden in here that he can easily come back to. That said, his ability to move with that godstone is remarkable. And uh, short of having a magical barrier around the area where we sleep, I'm not sure there's much we can do except not be where he expects us. Does he expect us to be in his library? We could set up a watch. A watch would be prudent. Um... Or perhaps we search the library for things that are useful and move along. Mm, what do we do with the uh, sweet lion? I, I, I think strategically inadvisable, but it would be very funny if we killed him now. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> it's, he's just joking, cousin. He's joking. <laughs> I, 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 thank you. I just, I'm just enjoying this food. It's just so much better than I thought it would be. He's still chomping down. He's been starving, by the way. Well, um, <laughs> in the demi plane. In the demi plane, there's no food in there. Yeah, yeah. No I water. Could, I screwed. I screwed that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just impressed you got him out. You know? Yeah, right. Because I would have screwed that up. <laughs> uh, I, I had that eighth level spell slot saved during that whole fight. I was like, I can't use it. I can't use it. <laughs> um. Well, if you if you'd like more food, uh, perhaps we could introduce you to Yvonne. She's a very good cook. Oh, oh yes, I I I, I would love I would love to see more of of what the valley has to offer. This is uh, quite quite lovely and not at all what I heard. 
I, I hike my thumb at Filnir. Uh, this one's said to be a very good cook, although I believe it's been a while since he practiced it. Well, and he also has a few more important things to uh, attend to, I would say. Does Unless he? cooking a nice meal would make you feel better, Filnir. It always does put me at ease to sit down after preparing food for everyone. Um, but I don't know how smart it is to do that now. Uh, I would worry that Florn may seek to take advantage of our, our state, our weariness after the battle with Hellspeth. You, you do look quite diminished um, uh, from, what I, from what I saw of you in, the, in, in Hark City, but, um, but everyone also says he makes the best cream puffs in the valley, but I've never seen any evidence of it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send somebody to ask Yvonne to cook a meal for Cutchin. I don't I'm, want him out of my sight. But uh, okay. I, I'm beginning to believe he can't cook at all. All right, all right. You're gonna just um, you know you've got you've got a couple of people. Sorry, who Schnobik's are, really hungry. Yeah, and right. he doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, he hasn't. <laughs> Schnobik hasn't been eating real meals. Uh, no. He's like just realizing he's got to eat like a human again. <laughs> I know he's going to pick up on that. He's going to be like, actually a dinner, a dinner for dinner for four, dinner for four, please. Um, so, so you send. Uh, Isn't it morning? Um, oh, um, I mean, is it still yes. middle of the night? Yeah, no, no, it's, no, it's morning, morning. Yeah. I guess. So, breakfast. I hear humans do a thing called brunch. See, <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to send um, uh, Corelius, who is a. Uh, who is, you know, essentially, you know, whenever you're in town, the, your, your sort of main servant who goes and does these things. And he says, well, I, I, I will go handle it, sir. Um, they are quite busy in the, in the tavern with all of the dead and, uh, and injured, but I'm sure Yvonne will make a exception to, to, to cook for you, you four, for sure. Corelius, if, um, if, she is taken care of wounded uh but the kitchen is free do let her know that i can take over the cooking duties or lend myself to the healing efforts as needed i will i will do it um, i'll i'll meet you back in the library then yes 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 meet us here okay don't take any of our food schnabek <laughs> <laughs> are your hands shaking I just worried those two may be co-railing us. <laughs> God, it's never begun. mind. Cut, cut that one out. No, I'm, that's got to that, stay in. That one wasn't worth it. Um, so, so, um, so you're button. gonna look. You're gonna look around the library. Yeah, you're looking. Tell me what kinds of things you're looking for. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna do an investigation check for uh, fake walls. Teleportation okay. circles, you know, ways to attack us secretly. Okay. How, how can I help you search, Jonas? Uh, well, yes, I, I, th this is what I'm looking for specifically. If you can maybe watch me and point out if you see any kind of false wall or if you see any, any, anything that might lead to a teleportation circle or any way that this boy could sneak up on us. So advantage. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then I'll get to Schnobik in one second then. Okay. 
Here we go. Rolling with advantage. Investigation check. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a natural 20, mm, baby. That's okay. a 31. Woo. You know, even without running detect magic, um, you kind of immediately notice three um, bookshelves in different parts of the room that um, have shelves that have books and some that are clearly illusions of books. And each one of them has a little handle that you can reach in and pull to, to, uh, um, to open this do- like a door that that leads behind the shelf so you have three three shelves that lead that 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 do that one of them leads to the tunnel that goes to the um uh to the windmill mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so you've never actually seen this room without that door just swung wide open right um but before and uh, and so that's sort of how you could tell the other two because they looked very similar. Just the books on them were the same. Okay. Okay. Um, and so so uh, another one opens up, and it is Florin's bedroom. Um, okay. It's it's well apportioned. Uh, it is a bed that is um, the room is too big for the building. Like there's a lot of like weird conjuration magics that he has used to expand out in this room. Um, uh, so it's sort of what Waverly had done with his tower in, um, in uh, Fort Apos. Uh, pretty sweet. Okay. And, uh, and then the other one, it doesn't actually open a door. Like you pull it and you can hear it clicking somewhere else in the room. Um, Schnobick, you are standing on top of, uh, a, a carpet, a rug that you hear a click, 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 click on as Ionis is like pulling something in this bookshelf. I dive off of it. Okay. Um, Snowbridge, would you like I hear me a clicking. to make what? an acrobatics check? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me an acrobatics check. Um, <laughs> I'm not playing around any longer. Yeah. I didn't know you got so easily spooked. <laughs> a dc 30 that's a that's a 32 (laughs) so so the the clicking (laughs) begins and and you you kind of feel a click and then the the rug begins to sink and you dive off this thing and the rug totally reshapes itself into the shape of stairs and you realize there was a hole there and the rug itself had some kind of charm on it which was causing it to be completely rigid and flat and then the pulling of this handle changed the nature of that rug into stairs that go down underneath the library oh you i i i stand up nonchalantly you see, the uh, there was a hole here under the rug, and it was enchanted to be rigid. And then when you pulled that, the clicking noise was the nature of the spell changing. Yeah, is that rug, what happened? The rug has become stairs leading <laughs> under the library. 
I surmised all of that myself in an instant. Yes, did that require you dancing around like a maniac? I thought it was quite graceful myself. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to send Saber down. Okay. What do my what do my dark vision eyes see? So do you have there, dark vision eyes? Mm-hmm. There is light emanating from down below. It is more what your nose picks up, though. So give me, Schnobik, you're the closest to this. You're going to smell this first. Give me a perception check. And this is um, a smell, a smell perception check. I should warn you, my nose picks quite a lot. (laughs) There's a perception. Yeah. 26. Two things. You smell urine. Well, you smell a lot of things. There's two competing smells coming from downstairs. There's a smell of sort of urine and uh, and and feces and sweat. Are you telling me there's a feces down there? <laughs> At least one feces down there. And then the other smell is rotting flesh. Mm, yes, uh, send your mongoose down there. I doubt he will find anything good. Gods. And I send Saber down. All right. So you're in his senses, I take it? I am. So the rotting flesh smell is first. And he approaches a wooden shelf that is made of uh, um, two by 12s. So fairly deep, 12 inches deep on these things. And all, and the shelves are very sturdy. And it's hard to tell exactly what these things are, but there are 13 cubes that are sort of fleshy mess. And, and before I go into too deep a de- description of them give me a from his perspective give me a uh, uh perception and a history check uh from me or from saber from 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 but from saber from saber yes okay so um saber has advantage on wisdom perfect uh so It's 15, two 15s. <laughs> okay. So the first, uh, this first check is sort of, um, these cubes are unnatural. They are being held together by magic. He can tell that. And, uh, and they have human body parts that are sort of mashed together, almost like an incredible amount of force crushed a person and crushed them exactly into a cube that is about 12 by 12. So like each cube has different pieces of, of, of human showing on the very edge, 
but like it's flattened. So like there's the shape of a nose that's flattened on one, the shape of an ear, the eye sockets, and another one. You see a hand that is that is out, and it's we're fairly. All, we're all grimacing, and Tom is just keep he keeps just keep going. Listen, we're getting close to the end, and it's been so long since we had a good old fashioned <laughs> Tom Blaylock gross out. Well, it, it, what I want to impress upon you is that even through the eyes of Saber. This is some really disgusting stuff, and it's very, very odd. You've not seen anything like this before. Um, give me a history check. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Where have I seen cubes of people before? <laughs> have I ever read about this anywhere? <laughs> That's a 30. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> So, let me see what the name is. Sorry. So, you recognize one of, like, in one of the cubes, um, uh, like, the outside of the, of the face of the cube that's, that's, that's showing has clearly a part of a face that has been pressed up into this shape. And you recognize it to be one of the guards, one of the halfling guards from Lakeshire. Wow. He needed a 30 for that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, and like Saber is now looking around even without you controlling him directly. And this place is causing him a great deal of fear. Like this place is screwing him up. Um, Going deeper into it is the is the smell of urine and feces and other smells too that he doesn't recognize. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him deeper. All right. Um. So this room opens up into a much larger space, and there is a uh, um, a wooden dummy in the very middle of the room that has been burned and frozen and broken apart and rebuilt. Um, it looks like uh, something that you have seen hedge witches use for target practice um, of some of their spells. It's nothing you've ever done because you have always had real enemies. Like as long as you've had <laughs> offensive spells that you could actually do, but this is clearly target practice and like a place where he can practice his magic sort of safely and out, out of the view. And then at the very end of the room, there is a cage and the cage uh, is a kind of metal that um, is very, very rare. Um, uh, you recognize it almost immediately as being entirely made of lady bone. Wow. And, uh, and there is a large creature, uh, chained up in lady bone chains inside this cage, slumped over and, um, sort of the smell is coming from this creature and the creature um 
looks humanoid humanoid or? but much larger than a human okay um like if you had to guess i mean saber it's through saber's perspective it's a lot it's bigger than you according to saber but you as you look at it you see some horns sticking out you see this is a big muscly creature two legs two arms but he's sort of slumped down slumped down um is it a smell of death coming from the creature it's not a smell of death it's a smell of life it smells mm. like the paris subway <laughs> um <laughs> uh, i'm saying this is the creature that made the feces <laughs> this is the creature that's made the feces yes i'm I, i'm going to um i'm going to pull out of uh saber senses and i'm going to uh, I'm going to bamf him back to us, and I'm just going to say, Gods, you, you have no idea what's down there. Yes, tell us. There appears to be humans that have been crushed into the shape of cubes. I, I recognize one of the halflings from, one of the halfling gods from Lake Shire that I've run across before. And it does appear to be a monster of some kind down there that's causing this putrid smell. A monster? It has horns. It's larger than us. It's in a cage made of ladybone. Well, can we leave it there? It appears to be stuck. I don't know if we want to investigate further. We could pretend we never found this carpet. Well, if we're going to stay here, I'm not particularly excited about having something living beneath our feet. Very well. I'm going to use my second wind. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, Filnir, would you care to lead the way? <laughs> if you insist. Hold on. Second wind's what? 1d8 plus my con? Yeah, I think that's right. Is it con or your level, your fighter level? I mean, my con. Oh, yeah, I know it might be right. It might be my fighter level. I've never had to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Second wind. D10 plus my fighter level. Yeah. Which is 15. Okay. D10. Four. So 19 hit points back. Just saying. Ionis is going to cast Mirror Image. <laughs> How long does that last? <laughs> A minute. <laughs> it Maybe wait until we are past the... It may have been hasty. The man cubes. Uh, well, what if the man cubes grab me? <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> I can cast it again. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> what if the man cubes grab me? <laughs> All right, I would be lead. worried about that too, to be honest. <laughs> Filner's going to lead the way down slowly. Okay. All right. So um, give me a stealth and perception checks for all three of you. I'm assuming you're going to be going down carefully. Yeah, do, carefully. Uh, I don't know if we're do worried. Do you have about a light quiet. for my brother? Um, are there 
are there torches or anything on the wall that are lit or not lit? You said it was lit. It's it's lit. It's uh, everything here is uh, is dim light. Okay. Um, coming from the bricks, like they are I, enchanted mm, bricks. They sort of glow on their own. Okay. Yeah. Twenty four stealth, sixteen perception. Nineteen stealth for Ionis. Okay. And I think and I have nineteen perception. Hell yes. I think I have disadvantage on stealth because of my. Or wait, no. What am no, I you do not. I right? do not. You're right. I'm on. I've got breastplate. You're right. It's not. Okay. Eighteen stealth. Twenty-one perception for Filmir. All right. So you're coming down these steps, and uh, all three of you. Are can, sneaky as shit. <laughs> yeah, are sneaky as shit and can hear the beast breathing uh, down. Now you you haven't seen him yet, but he, he you know he's breathing. And what does the breathing sound like? <laughs> okay. And you get into the room, into the practice arena for lack of a better word down here and you can see now where um there are general shapes of people left on the walls and and you know it doesn't take a lot of of insight to see that like they were blown against the wall by magic and then two or three of these spots are clearly where they were crushed. Um, so the, the floor itself has, you know, a deeper red, you know, coagulated area in the shape of a 12 by 12 square in a couple of these places that he didn't bother cleaning up um, afterwards. But then there's places in this room that are totally clean. And you see that this creature is so much bigger than you thought like he is crushed into this cage but the cage is probably 20 feet wide and 20 feet deep and 20 feet high and he is actually slumped in it um but if he stood up he he would he would he could definitely touch with his hand the top of this cage is it grumpsh it is grumpsh Oh, shit. I assume we would recognize him from the fight in the hall. Humans. Humans. So the uh, boy has finally caught you, has he? He would not let me enter the stone. He said he had need of it. Why would you want to be in the stone? To escape this agony. The boy... The boy has mastered a magic I've never seen before or felt in any plane that I've been on. So you would return to the stone for millennia? I am done with this prison. It is not for me. I would choose the other prison, the one where I was free to rip apart men as I saw fit. It's less complicated. Indeed. Let's say we got a hold of this stone, took it from Flawn, 
Can you just go in at any time, or do we have to do something to get you in? The guard inside has to agree to leave. I don't know if he will, but I could at least inquire. You ask. Well, when I escaped, he was not too happy. And you... Swore he would get me back in. (laughs) Proximity is all that is necessary. And it will light up. Alarm is not the right word, half-elf. But a thing happens in the core of the rock. When I am near it, it is a light with power. How close need you be? One hundred yards at the least, and it will suck me in if the god in there will let it. And I thought that's what would happen. And Florn kept me out. How did he cage you so quickly? I feel as though we only just encountered you. What, a day ago? Two days ago? He took me in to the Godstone, but not of my power, but of his. We fought there for many days. And he crushed me, and he let me reconstitute into this shape. And he crushed me again and again. And then I have only just woken up in this cage, which I cannot even, I cannot break out of. This infernal magic from this realm, it it deadens all of my abilities. How does he crush you? You are much larger than he is. I, I don't know the word of the magic that he uses, but it creates a a cage of force. And then he does something and he shrinks it in all that is inside of it. I've never seen a... I've seen a wizard create such a cage, but I've never seen one manipulate it the way he does. Grimps, why, why are you... Why were you in this stone to begin with? Because I'm a motherfucker. Who put you there? Her name was Ehi. She was clearing space. Clearing space? For this realm, you were just here and she got rid of you? She was killing gods. Or taking them off the board. Are there many stones like this? With gods in them? She said there were many stones and that I was... I was not the first to be captured so. And she said... She said that she had discovered this place and that it was tenuous. And that's what I deserved. Did you sense that the boy had aid? Or was Grumsh bested by a child? I just know that the power that sucks me in... I I did not feel it. Until it was too late. That took you into the Godstone? Yes. Uh, I can feel it when it is near. And getting nearer, and I can run. Get away. It sucks to me. But it was like... It was like it wasn't sucking until he flipped a switch. 
which he could do with his mind. Indeed. Sounds like it sucked indeed. <laughs> I, I'm going to turn to Ionis and, and Filnir. You know the boy better than I do. But regardless of his prodigious talents, besting a god should be beyond any teenager from a backwater village. I agree. Even if he could muster the magics and the tactics, the knowledge, it seems as though he must have had help influence something. Well, he has the stone. It is. It it must be E.I. She is unhappy with what is happening here. I can taste it and feel it. And why not put you back in the stone? I don't know. Perhaps the one inside did not wish to leave. Perhaps that is true. I Perhaps feel... he has made it not a prison anymore. Maybe it is a refuge for him. Now that I see what this place has come to, I, I could see it as a refuge as well, and maybe he doesn't even want to let me in. Tempus. I speak to you plainly, brother, Filnir. This theology is beyond me. I only know that that boy will find us again at our weakest and try to kill us. Now, that may be after we have taken care of Havis Corvair, in which case it is no concern of mine but he may jeopardize our task. Havis Corvair, he has a castle in a mace. Yes, what can you tell us about it? Have it is impenetrable there? and protected by dragons. Hmm. He has an army waiting to sweep across this land, purging it, cleaning it of the refuse left from years of Ehi dominating the one she calls the creator. Dominating and the creator. She believes that this realm was made by was made by a mortal and that the mortal will destroy it all. And she does not want that. And so she wants to take away all the things that anger the creator. I thought I was doing her work to be honest with you. I, I look over at Filnir. I may have inadvertently put myself on her hit list. Yes, mind your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Filnir kind of grins over a little bit. <laughs> yes, best not anger the creator. <laughs> but Havis Corvair seeks to wipe the world clean. I can't imagine that even Ehi would think that is what the creator wishes. Ei is a strange, strange force that even I cannot comprehend. Her magics are from a strange land. Her logics are strange. I thought for sure that she had made this realm. But Havis says no. 
Avis says, anyone can claim it and be the creator, and that's what he seeks to do. Hmm. I'll look at Ionis. Perhaps this world has been reset several times, for all we know. And at least with this last one, it is because of me. I don't think we should see it reset again. No, I should agree. Wait. Havis believes he will become the creator. Perhaps we should speak of this away from this beast. (laughs) I think (laughs) all of a sudden. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Grumsh. Grumsh. How far away can you listen? (laughs) Speak true. (laughs) I can hardly hear your voices where you stand now through this infernal lady bone just 10 feet more away from me and I will be all but completely oblivious to anything you would say insight check (laughs) that's a 19 alright wait let me (laughs) (laughs) let me roll a countervailing check for some reason (laughs) (laughs) okay all right he's totally full of shit (laughs) 10 feet is not nearly enough (laughs) gentlemen we should start the party line grumsh we will do what we can to get you out of here would you bring me a sheep would you bring me a sheep, please? Just a sheep How about or a lamb? A cube man. Yes, there's uh, plenty of food all around here. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. He was feeding that to me as well. Uh, Phil near will bring it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Going on the wrong list, Schnovik. <laughs> Damn it! I will bring it to you. <laughs> Never mind. What care I for your hunger? Oh, please. Find it in your heart to help a humbled god. I used to be the god for humans. You know that. I was the human's god. You are now a human. Bring me a cube, man. You are a human. Bring me a cube. It sounds like Devo lyrics or something. <laughs> <laughs> do we have our Do we have our party line going now? Not Not yet. It's going to take ten minutes. I'm, I'm just say. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say. You may have been the human god once, but you were never my god. The last time I saw you, you tried to kill me. I will get you back in the stone. That is the best I can offer you. Good day. And I turn around and start walking back. Oh, humans are dicks. <laughs> that should not be a surprise to you. No. He's still grumbling as you guys walk out of this room and back up into the library. So as, as I'm walking back, I begin casting Rary's telepathic bond. Okay. Uh, ritually. And uh, I'll take the 10 minutes and um, cast yeah, it on the three of us. 
Phil is going to try to find the switch and see if we can close the stairs. Get rid of that god awful smell. Yeah, as soon as you pull that le- that lever and the rug like straightens back out, covering up the the hole, the smell is gone. You can no longer hear anything like underneath the rug. It's as though it's hard ground underneath it. Okay, much better. Now, Grumpsh got himself captured within 48 hours of us nearly dying at his rage. And Florn Gershon has been secretly cubing people? Yeah, some sort underneath of... Underneath his library? Some sort of force compactor. I've never heard of such a thing. No, I. He is it, far beyond what he should be. Is our is our telepathic bond going? Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, in our in our brains. Um, I believe when Havis says he will become the creator, I believe we know he will become a creator, not necessarily of this world, but of our own worlds. Yes. That's what it sounds like to me. I believe we know more than he does at this point. But does that mean we also know more than Ehi does? What are you suggesting? I'm that not sure yet, but... Speak to Ehi about this. This is the first time I'm aware of that we have known something that these powers do not. We are ahead rather than playing catch-up. Is there a way for us to use this knowledge to our advantage? Uh, the, I believe it is of the utmost importance that we find a way to acquire the information that Grumsh has. Clearly he has knowledge of Havis's castle, the disposition of his forces, any weaknesses, uh, routines. And I believe... I do not know. But if he believes we can, we think we can speak secretly in front of him, we have the opportunity to give him information that he will have a better chance of believing because he thinks he gained it secretly. So you're proposing we have a conversation, we go back downstairs and have a conversation just a little further from him. Yes. But what would we want him to believe that would make him want us to succeed in killing Havis? Doesn't seem like he cares about Havis anymore. I don't say this about myself often. I may be overthinking this. (laughs) (laughs) It seems to me we grab the stone and we tell him we'll let him in if he tells us what he knows. Yes, but it also seems as though we may not be the ones to decide that. So then we must go in. To the stone. Find out what's happening. Convince a god to relinquish his position. Something must have changed. But didn't Helspeth not tune the godstone? She did not. So if we go in. 
They said Abel's been in there for thousands of years. For us, it's been, what, a month? Right. We'll go in so for the two moment, seconds. The moment we step foot in the Godstone, our time here is done. Effectively paused. It's paused. This It moves much faster than it does here. A year there will be a second here. I see, yes. Sorry, I was... Yes, no, we, we actually... the wrong direction. <laughs> we actually had this discussion at an earlier time in which you were not present and worked out this same mathematical difficulty. <laughs> See bonus episode to episode 97. Um, after so to... what do you have seen in that cellar? Do either of you have qualms about killing the boy? Boy was always a little odd. Not that that's grounds for <laughs> anything. <laughs> but this is... <laughs> he, has, he has taken it he to He was a, always so quiet. No, he was never quiet. <laughs> no, he has taken it to a level that's... Uh, I don't understand. I, I would have thought... I would have thought we could talk him down. But now... After seeing what we just saw... And seeing the level of power that he's achieved... He captured Grunsch single-handedly. He's taking a force cage and shrinking it until people are jelly boxes. Is it possible he was practicing on corpses? The marks on the wall, they were... I mean, that would, I would assume in your eyes, make it somewhat better. Some of my best friends have been corpses, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be more hmm, palatable if they were deceased the, before he crushed them. Speaking of palatable, I would like to eat before we go down there. Y you would like to eat? <laughs> yes, before that, the, the stench of that cellar puts me off entirely. Alright, can't eat after that. Um, Tom. Yeah. I could eat. <laughs> After um, being in Saber's senses, would I, using Saber's knowledge, would I know that those bodies were fresh when they were squished? Um, probably from seeing the vitriol on the ground and the wall, mm -hmm. at least one, if not two, were definitely... Fresh squeezed. Fresh squeezed. <laughs> Recently alive if they were not like if they were not already uh, alive. Now some of those cubes are old enough and you know uh, dry enough now that they could have been easily um, uh, corpses when he did it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> Grumsh, do you prefer no pulp or extra pulp? <laughs> uh, was I was I in the library when you guys were reading those rods that talked about the um, death magic, the expiration magic? No, you were making speeches no. outside. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And would you you wouldn't have caught Filnir up on that? I mean, we're we're in the yeah. library. We would have showed Filnir. you what we probably. <laughs> it seems appropriate now for me to tell you we did discover some illithid <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> writings that discussed forbidden magics. 
I was able to read them. Ionis was not. <laughs> Ionis is a little shaken and is going to... Schnobik is a little stirred. <laughs> yeah. Is going to um, let them keep talking, but he's going to go into his antechamber. Mm. Knock, knock. Chicken. We have chicken and bread and uh, some peppers. Um, gentlemen, gentlemen, here, 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 here. Shall I get you a bowl, or would you like to just eat with your hands? Is wait, is this in the library? Or this is, is Corellius. Yes, he is. Okay, I thought this was in John's antechamber. <laughs> That's what for I thought a too. For a second, I was, I was like, like, wait, why is out? John's no. John's anti antechamber is <laughs> they've got chicken farmers stuff. <laughs> yeah. already, and Ionis's antechamber. No, this I thought it was Schnobik's antechamber, but Ionis was thinking about it, and then he wants food, and then there's a dude making food. Yeah. <laughs> And those, oh, those chickens have to have to have been farmed by somebody. Right. Um, <laughs> he's got a long line of chicken farmers that he comes from. <laughs> um, so. Ionis will come back out and grab some grab some food and put in a bowl and and go back in the antechamber. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do the antechamber then, John. What's I, I just look at Phil now. What's up with him? <laughs> yes, I. Maybe he's trying to work out the same thing that's on my mind, but. Um, expiration magic and crushed bodies and he has become so powerful perhaps he has tapped into one of these sources he's working it out he has always been that kind of child always trying to find a way to do these things anyway perhaps I'm wrong but it, it seems it seems like an odd connection all right, so, John. So I go in and I say, Rynell. Rynell, over here. Uh, oh, hello, sir. It's good to see you again. Good to see you as well. I apologize for my disappearance. I had to go and talk to your superiors. I was rather surprised that y you were given access to this level, but they've caught me up. You are now my official banker, and you will be my keeper of coin. Oh my goodness. For some reason I thought I was already both of those things for you. Um, well, you thought you thought right. You were thinking that you were getting that uh that promotion and they have given it to you. Oh, a promotion. You did quite well in standing in for my previous keeper of coin, and so they just decided to let you keep the position. Suddenly right. three levels of superiors appear. <laughs> That's right. That we're was fleshing um, out the org chart. What was uh <laughs> I used to, I worked for him. He was my mentor. Uh, what's, what's his name? What was his name? Don't worry about that right now. Just know ah. that you work for Lord Ionisil Habind, and I will take great care of you. Tip of the tongue. <laughs> but if you don't mind, uh, I, would like for, um, I would like for you to collect a little bit of cash for me right now. I'm going to be working over here in uh, the corner. If you could fetch me 10,000. GP. GP, please. It's going to be hard for you to carry, but I will stack it for you. I just need it. I just need it over here. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I will begin. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and he uh, can sense that he doesn't. You don't want to have a conversation with him anymore. So he begins to uh, take small piles, and each pile is a thousand. Um, it's not small. It's a big pile of gold. Um. um Will you take uh, 
uh, bullion or or only only the only the coins. Uh, just coins, please. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going to take off my ring that Grigley okay. gave us. Okay. And I'm going to think real hard about my ring, and I'm going to think real hard about the fact that Hellspeth's effects on it are no longer there. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I need you to give me a D20. Okay. Uh, the DC is 15 on an unadjusted D20. Unadjusted D20. All right. Come on. That's a two. Okay. Um, so there's a knock at the vault door. And, <laughs> and 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 uh Kryn uh Goldwinder um uh comes in and says says sir I heard that you wanted to make a few adjustments to some of your magical items and I am here to help um which is it uh fuck yes is it here it is oh very good oh yes <laughs> this is complicated magic um who who was it who had enchanted this for the first time? Do you know? The first time was Grigley, and hmm. the second time was a woman named Helspeth. I would like for her enchantment to be taken away, please. And and there I see three enchantments on this. Would you let me take them all off? No. <laughs> just <laughs> just the one from the. Oh yes, I I just the I, most recent, please. I feel it here. Uh, um, she, he takes out a wand and waves it, touches the ring, and it changes color. It's now white, 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 white. Does it look like it did when Grigley gave it to me? It's very similar. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to take this ring, and I am going to take my food, and I'm going to go into it for 32 seconds. Okay. 32 hours in the ring. 32 seconds in my antechamber. Okay. That way that should take care of the eight, uh, the long rest per day. Well, I'll stay in there for 24 hours and then another eight. Well, just to be clear, just to be clear, it is not, it is not going to work exactly like this. <laughs> this thing has been, now, now you, you, all you wanted was to take the enchantments that she put on there. Now, you don't know this, but she put a number of location enchantments on this ring when she tuned it. Okay. Give me another D20 roll. Well, yeah. she dead, though. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. With this thing, it's a two. Um, Kryn says, if, if you really want a tuner, the very best tuner in all of my mind... This is going to sound very strange. I don't remember where we are living. What what city is this? This is Ionia. Ionia, right. The very <laughs> best tuner. And then a, a woman walks in and uh, she says, oh, hello. Hello, I heard you wanted a tuner. It's not a tuner. God damn it. Yes, please. Oh. I would like for this ring to pass every every second here is an hour within the ring. 
Hmm. You are a plain jumper, though. Indeed. I hate to tell you this, but whatever I do to this ring will only be good to this ring here. That's in Ionia. That's great. Thank you. Okay. I will do it. By the way, it's very lovely to meet you, sir. My name is. <laughs> Too soon to ask what other names he calls himself. <laughs> I'm he's, waiting. He's on, waiting for someone else to finish the. I'm sentence. waiting on his creator. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this is the woman. Yeah, this is the woman. Uh, Sharela. I don't Shirela, know. Sharela, it's so good to see you again. <laughs> I'm always embarrassed when anyone says my name. It's such a terrible name, but yes, <laughs> that's the name my mother gave me. <laughs> Sharela. My mother. What was her name? <laughs> She's still alive. She lives in the uh she lives in the beast the beast quarter of Ionia. The beast quarter, yes, indeed. Yes. Well not important, not important. Can you do it or not? Uh yes, it will take some time, but I can I can do it. How long is some time? One day. How long for ten thousand gold? One day. But it will definitely work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to pull out my spell book. And I'm still trying to figure out how all this works. I'm going to imagine that the disintegrate spell is in my spell book. Okay. And that you know it. And that I know it. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, some of the gold does disappear from the pile. Sure, um, sure. But yes, that's why it's there. Yes, um, uh, it's 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 happening for you. Okay. Um, can I imagine more spells? I mean, you can. Uh, <laughs> do you really need more spells? John just got his phone out with his notes <laughs> app open. He's <laughs> like, I want a spell to do this weird thing. Um, <laughs> I imagine that my spell book now has disintegrate, fire shield, haste, fly, true seeing, flame arrows, sunbeam, and intellect fortress. You know what? Uh, you know what? Granted, it doesn't like. You know what? You, you can't still have the same. All anyway, you right? have the same preparation rules. See, you're basically now a cleric. It's fine. I, I, well, so here's my. Well, you'll find out my plan. You'll find this. I'm playing a very long game here. Um, <laughs> I, th I thought I thought your plan was just to get all the spells you could from that, like that episode not, one. That, <laughs> that is not my plan. My the okay. so I I now I I wrote down a few episodes ago. I wrote down the spell uh, glyph of warding. Yes, mm. and these spells are all concentration spells that can now be made into glyphs. And if they're a glyph, I don't have to concentrate on them. But you can't move them. Nope. Can't move them, but it doesn't matter because they're self-spells. So I make them in here. I put them on myself. I come out. Okay. I, I'm sure this is destroying the game. I'm Ab sure it's destroying the game. Absolutely. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how this plays out. Um, I'm going to have to Wait, look up. Wait, can you write a glyph on yourself? I thought it had to be like on a uh, on no, book. You write it on something. a sheet of paper or something, but the minute you mm. rip it, the spell, if it's a self-spell, then that self-spell comes on you. 
I mm. I think that's gross, but I think <laughs> <laughs> that's your goal. You can get that for a lot cheaper than this. Probably just for like two gold pieces in the yeah. beast quarter. I mean, <laughs> you go to the beast quarter, you got everything there. Um, so uh, the glyph of warding. Look, and look, this is going to get real boring here in a second here. But I thought, no matter what. If it's moved in any kind of way, it goes no, a, off. Moved, moved 10 feet away. So like if you put it on your body and you move 10 feet, it goes off. Uh, it, it breaks if you move it 10 feet from its original position. If I leave it where it is and then I break the glyph where it is, then the spell that it was intended for happens. If the it's glyph a spell is... glyph. Okay. Here's the thing, John. Oh, you you may have already figured this out. If you leave them in your antechamber, they do not move. That's that's exactly. Yeah. And the antechamber follows you Follow wherever, me wherever you I go. go. And so you, so you and walk in about, and, and I can set also, off these things. I can walk in, set them off, and I have them. And I can make a demiplane, write more of them, and then walk my two friends into the demiplane. Uh, John. Yes. The spells you want to cast onto a glyph of warding are self spells. Yeah. Then you cannot cast them into a glyph. Why not? Because the glyph is not you. No, the, uh. the glyph says specifically on a spell glyph, it has to be self spells. It, it targets the creature that triggered the glyph. It's a spell. The, tar- spell. the spell must target a single creature or an area. The spell being stored has no immediate effect when cast in this way. When the glyph is triggered, the stored spell is cast. If the spell has a target, it targets the creature that triggered the glyph. Mm. And the target would be self. Mm. So you trigger the glyph. Yeah, or let's say Filnir hits it. Filnir triggers the glyph, and then it's Filnir's self. I see. Okay. I see what you're doing. It's going to take a long time. Indeed, because why, that's, why like that's why I'm getting hours. my ring. That's why I'm getting my ring made. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, perfect. This is a long game. This is a real long game. Really, I love game. it. And it but, lasts forever. No, it lasts for the duration of the. No, the glyph. Move how long does the glyph survive? Oh, the glyph lasts until I, unless I'm unless I break it or I move it ten feet away from where I got it. Where I, I got it. it. So this is like your power up room. You're making a power up room. I am indeed. Okay. All right. But the main thing was I got I got nervous about disintegrate. I wanted to get that in my spell book and then I've already been working on this uh glyph of warding deal in my brain. Okay. When a concentration spell is triggered by the glyph, do you have to concentrate on it? You do not. It lasts until it's full the end of its full duration, it says. Wow. It's time to wizard this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we know what John is doing. While the re- while the, the two of you go take on Havis Corvair, John cut, is creating. Cut, cut back to Filnir and Schnobik. And Schnobik, in the library. Yeah. I'd say this is a passable soup. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you could have done better? You're making a face as though you think you could. I uh, given more time, more ingredients. Is the smell of urine and feces still in your nose? Is that why it wrinkles so? Yes, a touch. The... I wonder what Ionis is doing. 
Do you not think there's any credence to this <laughs> idea of Florn practicing his death magic? I something was doing something awful down there. Grumpsh says it was the boy. The passage is in his library. Now that I say it out loud, it seems a bit scant for evidence. The word of a god known to be a liar. Yes. But, I mean, he did try to kill Ionis. Not that I would, under normal circumstances, hold that against him. We've all had our moments of wanting that, but... Listen, clearly, clearly we have the opportunity to get Florn and Grumsh into the same place. But that is, uh, I don't know if he can get out of that cage. I do not know that there is anything to be gained in treating with Grumsh. I believe our choices now are kill the boy. Or not. Get what information we can from Grumsh, although I think that is a dubious proposition, the more I consider. Um, but neither of them are seeking to destroy this world. And I... neither are capable of it, at least in their current state. Our mission must remain Havis Corvair, and the boy is important insofar as he helps or hinders that. He is a hindrance, to be sure. And he has a vendetta with us. You hear a scratching on the door. Felnir. Oh. Does, does it sound like Saber? No. Does it sound like something I recognize? A little bit. Uh, it's too big big and too high to be possing so what's it sound like again Uh, it's it's really recognizable Tishnobik it is a sound of a bat scratching and flying around at the door I'll open the door and the bat let bats in here say hello to Nimrod yes the bat (laughs) immediately spins into Nimrod talking as oh very good very good half-elf I am well, so happy to see you wasn't didn't Nimrod Tolkien famously have a bat named Kunkel yes Kunkel flies with me when I fly he is up there keeping lookout mm. yes the lookout yeah. is in order given everything that has happened have you heard what's happened Nimrod yes we have been on a run of killing wizards <laughs> I heard you really put it to those hawk bastards. And, and, I heard that you are now enemy number one of Helspeth the Pyromancer and her sweet boy, Grigley. And Grigley. That makes us allies by default. Really? (laughs) Yes. I think it makes us allies by our fault. (laughs) (laughs) I have come to offer you my services and to tell you 
if you want me to dominate Waver the Cloud Sack and get him on our side as well, I can do that. Such confidence. Well, he still wears a ring, which I provided him years ago, that provides him quite a bit of power, he thinks, but also makes him very weak to my enchantments. Hmm. I see. I offer this to you today or whenever you want to call on me for anything. That is kind of you, Nimrod. What would you seek in return? I would like a seat at the table. In the room where it happens. I want Hawk City. I would love to be the court wizard, or maybe even more. Up to you. Where is have, your king? I, have, uh, you, have you heard the pyromancer is slain? Impossible. <laughs> Do you hear that, Schnobik? Impossible. Hmm. Perhaps he should smell my sword. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) We didn't clean up the dragon outside, right? I mean, yeah, it's true. Worthless lookout bat. Um. Yeah, did uh, did the town not seem as though a mighty battle had taken place? I did see that the dead dragon outside. And the slain villagers. Uh, There are no slain villagers out there. They have been, it seems, cleaned up, taken care of. And the corpse of an old woman. Perhaps we should have seen to that. There's still a great fog cloud over the outside. (laughs) 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 No. No. That's that's been done. No. No, Um, I, 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 I just appeared... Right where you were by concentrating on your signature that you create throughout this realm, half-elf. I have not seen anything in this town. I appeared outside this door. There seems to be some kind of anti-magic protections on this building, but I was able to get very close. Nimrod Tolkien, you have lived in this valley for centuries. I have indeed. Millennia, possibly? Possibly. Who do you believe rules this realm? A little this, a little that. To me, this realm is all full of chaos. A little this, a little bat? (laughs) Full of chaos, you say? It's full of chaos, in the most wonderful way. You never know what you're going to get next. Like a box of cream puffs. Just like a box of cream puffs from my very favorite place, the bearded papa. <laughs> That's who, a place in Alm. Who is Grigley? Why, you've met him many times. Yes, but who is he to you? <sighs> he is a watcher. He, he is one who very seldom takes part in any of the uh, hijinks or politics of this place. And it's a good that he does have a light hand. And yet you would consider him your enemy. Well, you say that you have just slain his one true love. 
I would say that makes you an enemy as well. Perhaps he just will not come back. He will just return to Waterdeep or wherever he came from. And what of Havis? Well, he's a rascal. Rapscallion. We should take, take care of him, of course. Someone will need to be in charge of Hawk City afterwards. Protect it. Protect the mace. Have you seen this world wiped clean? What a strange thing to ask a man. In what way? Through fire. I've seen many cities burn. Have you ever seen anything like this? And I'm going to go ahead and hit the switch and open the, the carpet stairs. Oh, dear God, yes. what, what, what is that? Is yes, follow unpleasant. me. I, I require your expert knowledge of magics and history. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, oh, dear. Who has done this? Is this Ionis has done this? Uh, I was hoping you might be able to tell me. Have you seen anything like this before? Never. We this get is... into the practice room. Are you familiar with this fellow? I wait. He looks nothing more than just a just a common fiend. But mm. you look different, fiend. Yes, I am. You are no normal Goristro. Are you? You are infused with divinity, aren't you? Pleased to meet you, Grumsh. Hmm. A purveyor of chaos as well. I'm very charmed to meet you, but... Who has put you in this cage? They can tell you. Would you believe a teenage boy still wet behind the ears? Flon Gershon? I would not believe it either. And that is why I've asked for your aid. Well, he would have had to master illithid magic, I suppose. Yes. That's what this looks like. Does he, did he sprout tentacles from his face? Not that we have seen. But then those could be concealed by magic as well, I suppose. I suppose they could be. Did you see him do this? We did not. He did. I saw it all. It was horrific even for me. But he is a liar. That's true. Yes, well... I have not seen this. But... It does look like these were practice. Here, let me let me feel this one. Yes, yes, yes. This one is much heavier than the others. More recent. Uh, this one here must be 200 pounds. It's like lifting a 12 by 12 cube of iron. I bet this one was crushed with armor on. He is a scientist. That is what he is. He is like me with the beans that I was planting. You remember that half-elf? Yes, though I 
perhaps missed your copious notes on which bean and how much water caused what well, to erupt. Well, that's what it is to be a curious sort. And he seems like he must be a curious sort. He is. That much I am sure of. Did the beast tell you what all he took from him? He clearly was here to interrogate him, or else he'd be dead as well. An excellent question, beast. Oh, uh, I didn't tell him anything he didn't already know. Just that Avis Corvair was going to try to kill everyone in this valley and the whole damn realm so he could get his own, he could become the master of this place. Is that what you want, Grumsh? No. That would be a better world for you to inhabit. I do not want that. You can't play tricks on people. You can't. You were there in Hark City protecting his chosen vessel. It's complicated. I. It always is with lies. When you're close to power, you can steer it. Yes, which way would you have steered Havis Corvair? Right to my belly, eventually. I would have eaten him up. And swallowed him. And made him look like a cube like that over there. Wait. Did you do this? No, 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 no. No, that's not... No. No, that's not what... (laughs) Food that I digest looks like. (laughs) Filner looks around... Specifically at his bottom section, and uh, perhaps he's right. <laughs> Does he? His square butthole. Are, really, are you going to inspect this thing's butthole? No, I'm not going to inspect his butthole. <laughs> Why is that a sentence? <laughs> no, I'm not going to inspect his butthole. <laughs> I'm just going to take his word for it. Does that seem like the right course of action, Tim? I'm checking the detritus around Uh said parts. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's not even close to how I masticate and, you know, eat things. It was done with the force cage magic I was telling you about earlier. It's still... Strange. We've never seen a force cage do that. Yes, indeed. Listen, listen, he he could not sound more like he's lying, but I am just going to run an insight check just anyway, just to see what Shinobi thinks. Okay. That's an 11 insight. All right, let me do a quick roll here. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, look, it's hard to imagine a pooper making a perfect cube. Like, aside from everything else, it's really hard but to clearly, imagine that. Someone on this call has imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a god. He doesn't actually eat like a traditional person, potentially, right? That's true. We've never seen force cages that can shrink. The story of him being in the Godstone, though, and being crushed over and over again. Is that what they he said he did to you? Yes. Interesting. 
and he that, did not die. This that, God. Yes, that that is how the boy mastered him. He crushed him. And when he regained his shape, he crushed him again until he had mastery over him. But why didn't Abel allow him to stay in the prison of the Godstone? Beast, answer. I don't know. I even asked nicely. I was expelled along with the boy. Expelled, you'd say. Wait, with the boy? Expelled, you say. It has been many years since I've been there. Well, I say many years. It has been many years inside since I've been there. Gentlemen, I have something of a relationship with your former traveling partner. Oh, you do, do you? The last time I spoke to him, it was of the utmost importance for him to return Grumsh to the prison. But who knows? Things change over a millennia. Come. And he pulls out his wand and he shoots the wall. And a giant circle appears. And you see just on the other side of the circle, as though the circle is floating right next to Florn. And Florn is walking in the forest. And the godstone is floating just behind him. And he says, Shall we go into the godstone? We must be quick, and Florn will react when we are near but here chew this uh, and we, he begins we to chew on wait coal for Ionis. we cannot go now yes we are missing one uh, hmm. Ionis I've already chewed my coal can't even figure out what's going on in that whoa Nimrod <laughs> Tolkien ah, here he is here chew on this why, coal why are the stairs open <laughs> wait let me come down here <laughs> Chew on this coal. Everyone, chew on the coal. Chew, 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 chew. chew. Why? What's happening? Apparently, we are choosing to trust Nimrod Tolkien. When you exit through this portal, immediately touch the godstone and you will be sucked inside of it. Zephlon? Do not. Do not talk to him. He has been expelled from the godstone. Do not let the same thing happen to us. It is a wonderful place. Come with me now. And he runs through the portal and he says, you must hurry, hurry. And uh, he touches the godstone and he disappears. Filner's biting on coal, even though it probably tastes absolutely horrid. <laughs> says, are we going? I, I look back over my shoulder at Ionis. Last one in is a rotten egg. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I make a break for it. <laughs> I start after him. Come on, Phil Neal, let's do it. All right. I'll run after them. He All could right. never beat me in a foot race without cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and you all arrive at about the same time. And as soon as you touch the Godstone, you are sucked inside. And, and, you it is it is almost like you are traveling through the stone in the way that some clerics like 
are able to do when they enter stone and you know you can become part of the stone and move and it's very similar to what abel was doing when he was transporting himself from one stone to the next but you all arrive in a tree a grove of trees and there is a uh, a house that is looks fairly old that you come to, that you uh, arrive right next to and uh, the ancient looking gnome nimrod talking comes out and says i knew you would come i've been waiting for you for years come things have changed since i was here last and i needed your help there's a city over there we must avoid there's a mountain over there we must avoid but if you look and squint your eyes that direction you can see a tree popping out from the woods beyond that is where the married couple Abel Snowflower and Tempest live. We must, we must to them to find out what has happened. Well, let us go. Did you yes. Say, did you say married couple? <laughs> this is what the townspeople tell me. I, I have been too frightened to call on Abel alone without I, you. Ionis, tell me that doesn't offend your sensibilities. It, it's just, he was so anti-Tempest when we were I just maybe well, that makes know, more sense than I they say the when I give it more thought of hate is indifference <laughs> and also to marry a god it's an odd couple isn't it it this is my thinking as well I would be willing to bet that also one of them is neat and one is messy <laughs> <laughs> Tempest does like it tidy. <laughs> yes, Abel less so. Perhaps and you're right, Schnubik. Indeed. Well, yes, I, 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 I cannot, cannot believe. I, I just got to take a second and look around. What are we doing here? And what does it look like? Why have we come? Nimrod Tolkien, where have you taken us? <laughs> I've taken you apparently to the, a world created entirely in the image of Abel Snowflower. It, it was not so last I was here. Come, and, uh, avoid the mushrooms. They are giant, and you might slip on them and go into a deep psychosis. <laughs> it has happened to me multiple times. Made Do not Abel's lick them. Image indeed. Yes. Do not lick the mushrooms. Do not make tea out of them or cook anything with them. <laughs> so if we should we trip, we should keep our mouths closed. Keep your mouths closed. On the way down. <laughs> it's okay. trees everywhere, but the ground is well raked. You are in the forest of the gods and mm. making your way through a valley avoiding people there seem to be no people anywhere outside of the city and you 
can see the city and you're keeping it on your left the whole way you walk. And Nimrod looks back at Ionis and says, do not attempt transportive travel here. Not even a misty step, Schnobik. What about an arcane charge? I don't know what the implications are of that. It sounds like a freebie to me. (laughs) Just, why not? I believe the reason why the boy was expelled is because the contrails have been completely abolished here. And it sends a ripple throughout the realm when you do transportive magic. How do we get out? Well, it might be the last time we get to go out. It's why I had to sit here and wait for you once I figured things out a bit. It was close to three years waiting. (laughs) You went in mere seconds before us. Well, now you know. I'm so glad that we all touched the stone at exactly the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been quite the split the party moment. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And you make it through a valley over a river. There's uh, tea trees everywhere. And you find your way to a 45 foot high wall of stone and a door and there's a knocker on the door shaped like a breast (laughs) (laughs) and and you beat me to it I can see your face (laughs) and and Nimrod reaches up and knocks on the door. And that's where we're going to end mm. episode 98 of Every War Must End, the Dungeon Dads podcast outside outside the secret garden of Abel and Tempest. Who's that knocking? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see Abel again. Wait, yeah. wait is it is it rocking? <laughs> is this garden a rockin <laughs> oh awesome awesome well what a twist right here we go it's my last <laughs> twist it's my last twist fellas <laughs> twist of lemon for you <laughs> so is that, that's the uh, forgotten chubby checker classic <laughs> yeah, that's right it's my last twist fellas <laughs> uh yeah you- i wish you could have seen our uh, this is another one of those few times where a video podcast would have been preferable because there's about 10 seconds there where we all just went oh! imagine the face that is made when someone goes oh we were all doing that. Well, I mean, the next episode is going to be crazy because Sam is going to have a lot of work to do. Um, I'll wait. be playing Tempest. Sam will be playing Abel and Schnobik. <laughs> now, Tempest, I said I'd wash those loincloths when I wash them. Yeah. That's, I think, I think that's it. I think that's it. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to watch The Odd Couple one more time before 
<laughs> and uh, make sure I can get my own. Uh, you, you got Walter Matthau. I'll get uh, Jack Lemon down. <laughs> Hold on, when I said our last twist, I meant a last twist of Lemon. And what I meant by that was that was Jack Lemon. You were going to be playing Jack Lemon in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can tell it's starting to get late here. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, fellas, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Two more episodes left. That's it. I called it. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I would believe that if we were inside the Robert Hark right now. Right. But we're totally in the wrong (laughs) interdimensional rock. (laughs) Sam is so pissed off about it. (laughs) Why are we here? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Because you challenged Ionis to a foot race. That's right. That's right. Choose I just really wanted to charcoal. beat him, and, and somehow he tied me exactly. <laughs> You're not as fast as you once were, <laughs> but I suppose we should talk about that more in the bonus. In, in the, the bonus. bonus, come on back next week, everybody, uh, and thanks for sticking with us for this whole long adventure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Toodaloo, everybody. Toodaloo. It says you're all good to go on my end. Back it up, John. Back it up. Back it up. You a big fine wizard. (laughs) Back that cloak up. (laughs) (laughs) There, 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 There were some comments, Tim, in the bonus about, you know, John choking a dragon with one hand and shoving things up its butt with the other <laughs> hand. <laughs> That's true, though. That did happen. <laughs> <laughs>